Good evening, James. Good evening, Buck. It's time for another episode of the Mega Power Hour. Welcome back, everybody. This is our brand new episode of the Mega Power Hour. As always, I am your co-host. It's me. It's me. It's the J-A-T-double-B. And as always, I'm here with... Superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. Yep, all kinds of creaming. Jamie just cracked open a beer. What? Um, last week you were drinking a guava beer, if I remember <laughs> right. Guava infused. What do we got this week? Uh, this week I uh, pulled a sample out. It is uh, a bourbon barrel aged stout called Dragon's Milk. Uh, it's one of my favorite beers of all time. It's uh, Dragon's Milk. Yeah. Yep, and it makes sense because you know stouts that are aged in bourbon barrels are typically uh, raise up the heat, so uh, it's a high ABV, about twelve percent. So it's a man's beer. Yeah. Well, impressive. Let me crack open mine and let everyone know that it's not dragon's milk but it's a good old paps blue ribbon <laughs> 16 ounce tall boy <laughs> the working man's beer yeah. or if you have a mustache or beard or wear flannel hell yeah and speaking of working man we're a couple days late from the weekend but um you know jamie works like a, I, I i try to explain this to normal people all the time but no one can really grasp how much jamie works in a week <laughs> and I mean, I don't think people understand how much of hard work or how many businesses were started up this week. Uh, got one, one started up this week. Uh, we open tomorrow. So that, uh, you know, three days, there's a business. Um, there's just not enough time in a day to do what I do. Um, my days are typically about 30 hours to where the normal person or average millennials day is 24 hours. So you don't even really sleep. No, I mean, Sleep when I'm dead. I know that's cliche, but that's just the way it is. I ain't got time to sleep. Yeah. Ain't got time but, to do shit. Yeah. Some people don't have time to bleed. Well, I don't have time to sleep. Yeah. Well, that's impressive. So I think everyone should just count on a new episode every Wednesday. I think that's going to be our goal. And we will try to um, entertain, as always, every Wednesday right here on the Mega Power Hour podcast. But it was a busy, busy weekend in the world of wrestling, Royal Rumble weekend. Okay, so we're going to start with NXT TakeOver, which was Saturday night. And honestly, in my opinion, one of the, so far, maybe the best show of the year, but definitely one of the best TakeOvers I've ever seen. All five matches were incredible. What were your first thoughts on this show? Um, I mean, I actually give this show an A+. Plus. Uh, storytelling was great. Uh, the matches were great, uh, and it might be the most stacked card I've seen on NXT. And I don't, I don't know if it's the most stacked card ever, but it, it's, it's pretty beefy. Uh, it was phenomenal. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, it was insanely impressive from start to finish, and and um, the crowd was hot. Takeover is a perfect, and I don't know why the main roster hasn't copied this yet, but Takeover, per, the, what they do perfectly. Is five matches every time, no matter what, and two like two and a half to three hours, no matter what. Yeah, like that's the perfect show. You don't want to watch a seven hour show, which we'll get to later, but you don't want to watch a seven hour show. You don't want to watch a bunch of matches where it's five on five because you want everyone on the show. Like, there's stories, there's five stories that are going to be told every three months, 
and they climax every three months into these matches, and they're incredible every time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the old-school view on telling a story. You know, it's none of this instant gratification, uh, repetitive bullshit. It's just um, the way they do it's perfect. It's like watching Saturday Night Main Events in between the the five pay-per-views, you know, the four pay-per-views. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I love how they do it. And we're just going to real quick try to break down everything. But it started out with Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders for the tag titles. War Raiders get the tag titles in this match. It's a really hot opener. Um, one of the best, probably the best tag match I've seen in WWE since Revival versus DIY. Um, it was a perfect tag team match. And for I thought it was going to be the best match on the card until a couple matches later. But it was a highly impressive match. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm a big fan of the War Raiders too. Like, I uh, I love the old gimmicks. I mean, obviously, you know, all these people have Road Warriors gimmicks, but the just two big, huge bludgeon guys just trying to beat the shit out of people, and they're stiff and they do power moves. But I'm a huge fan of that, so I'm I'm happy for those guys. They put on a great match. Uh, Undisputed's had a great run too. Um, Great wrestlers. Where where do you see them going? after this match, after this loss? I think they'll continue a program with the War Raiders, to be honest, but I am such a huge mark right now for Undisputed Era. I think they're incredible, and I'm talking about all four of them together. They're they're good, really good friends in real life, and that comes off on screen. And, I mean, I hate to make, like, comparisons like this because so many people do it all the time, but they really remind me of the Four Horsemen. If anyone is Four Horsemen, it's Undisputed Era. Like, yeah. they work so well together. They're a unit, all four of them, and all four of them can wrestle. All four of them can talk. They're – I love Undisputed Era. Yeah, they're they're really good. They're fun to watch. They're they're all five-tool guys, right? Like, they can pretty much do everything. Yeah, um, they're all talented in every aspect of sports entertainment. Do you see the main roster coming sooner than later in the future for those guys? So, I think that Triple H talked – a while ago, I think it was a couple of weeks ago on a conference call about how NXT is still developmental, but it's really turned into its own brand now. So like getting to the main roster isn't really the focus. Like some guys are just going to be NXT guys. And I'm hoping that when he says something like that, he's talking about undisputed era. I don't yeah. think, I think Adam Cole would do well on the main roster, but I don't think they would all shine on the main roster. Just, just the way that, it's set up. I mean, they're not going to get the time that they need to to do what they have to do. Well, they would need New Day attention from from Vince, right, and the writers. Like, they would need to be – they need to be involved in a segment. They need to be involved backstage. They need to be involved together in the ring. Yeah, but that's just not uh, going to happen be... in 2019. Yeah, especially – I mean, if you're going to do a tag team and two singles pushes or, or however they're going to do it, I just don't – I don't see WWE devoting the time for that. But uh, that being said, about getting to the main roster, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think guys that stay in NXT? I mean, they're not going to get paid as much as being on a on a pay per view card like WrestleMania or something. No, so you you're, not, guys... you're not going to make as much money in NXT. But I think if you're someone who enjoys being um, creative and having incredible, have you already cracked open another beer? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but if you're somebody who's like into being creative and want to do that and want to have great matches, you can be in NXT and you're still technically WWE. And I think 
I, I don't think it's always great to be called to the main roster now because NXT no. is so hot. It's, it's hot, and when you pop up to the main roster, like you you can get lost pretty quick in the shuffle. Uh, even if you're a great wrestler and a great talent, and people get lost. I mean, we could name tons of guys, but we don't have time for that. So. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd like to see on this feed that Air stay for a while. I think they're going to try to beef up the tag division in, in, on the main roster. So I can see them moving some guys up, but I don't know. We'll see where they go. The next match was Matt Riddle versus uh, Cassius Ono. This was a, you know, a brutal match. A lot of heavy hits. Uh, ono did a hilarious toe spot where he bit Riddle's toe. <laughs> yeah. Which was a, like, I thought it was really creative. You don't see that a lot. Um, I, I think Ono no, is super talented and he'll do cool shit like that from time to time. But uh, Matt Riddle is, in my opinion, and unlike anyone that WWE has right now, he's kind of a. I guess you could say like a male Ronda Rousey where he has an MMA appeal to him, but he's obviously way more talented than Ronda Rousey. But he, uh, I think he's awesome. He won by tap out from strikes, which was a cool finish that you don't see a lot. And is it, it wasn't the best match, but it was, it was a good, it was a good enough match. And I'm a huge Matt Riddle fan. Yeah. I mean, I, I can be on board with that match with it not being, I mean, obviously it's not, it's not an a, you know, a Meltzer four star or whatever match but like the best part about that is they're telling a story so Ono uses he bites the foot because he's an MMA fighter and his foot's exposed and you don't really wrestle you don't see wrestlers with their feet exposed or anymore so they're telling a story and he needs to be stiff he's an MMA fighter like you know he's got that background so it's he needs to be stiff you know he's not he's going to be technical but it's going to be stiff so I mean he he popped, he dropped Ono on his head. I thought Ono was dead. Yeah. Or his neck and shoulder. <laughs> um, they did some brutal stuff. I mean, Riddle's mouth got busted open and I mean, they were hitting each other. It, it was, it was a, it was a cool match. Yeah. And I mean, uh, for those of you who don't know Ono, he, he was Chris Hero for years. I think he can go toe to toe with anyone and make them look good because he, he's a bigger guy, but he's fast and agile and, uh, I, I think he's good on the mic, and, and he's very talented uh, all the way through. So I think putting him in the ring with Riddle was a good a good move. And not, I know they've been fighting, but you think Ono's ever going to win a takeover? No, I think his his spot in NXT right now is just to put guys <laughs> over and and work yeah. with these guys and, and make them look good. And I, I don't know if he's okay with that. It sounds like he's okay with that, and he's just not the guy that Vince is going to look at and like and no he's not a guy who i mean he, i i love chris hero but he's not a guy who i think would excel as like nxt champion even he's just he's in his role that he's in and i think he's good at that role yep i agree uh i think you hit the head of the nail uh right as usual i mean obviously we do no more than google yeah. but um okay. i've never even seen you be wrong but no. that's another that's a whole nother podcast um yeah, I, I really liked Chris Hero, and I mean, we saw him and met him, uh, hung out with him, best friends, basically. We saw him in Dallas, and he was having the best year of his career. Yeah. Kind of revived his career, too, and, and pole vaulted him into this NXT role. And he looks happy on TV. A lot of times you can tell if wrestlers are happy or not uh, by what they're doing, you know. So I, I think it's a great role, and I think NXT really needs a guy like that. A lot of experience, something to work with the the greener guys. 
uh, somebody who can be tough and take the hard bumps and uh, even with a Mick Foley like body, you know? No, I agree. He's awesome. Um, next match, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. This was probably match of the year 2019 so far. So many amazing spots. They told a decent enough story and still did the insane spots. They had a chain wrestling segment at the very beginning that was awesome. Um, they they had one spot I, I wrote down here where Ricochet picked him up for a powerbomb off the top rope. And then he, Gargano reversed that into a Frankensteiner off the top rope, and Ricochet flipped and landed on his feet. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty freaking awesome. Um, Ricochet took some hard spots on his neck a couple times. I was like, oh, man, he can't be doing that every night. But um, it, in my mind, it was an instant classic, and it was it was awesome. And Gargano finally won a big match. Yeah, I'm a huge Gargano, Gargano fan. Uh, I think he's a great talent. Ricochet's awesome. We've seen him live a handful of times. Saw him fight Sabre Jr. He's – you think he's the best talent in NXT? Yeah, Ricochet? I think Ricochet is a, a superstar. And he's somebody that Vince is going to love. He's extremely athletic. He's good on the mic. And he is a main roster guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree that Vince is going to love him. He's going to be over with the crowd. He's the type of guy that I don't know about his mic skills as much, but his in-ring work is going to awe who and all the fans so much. He's just going to be over. He's always going to be over. Yeah, he does all the cool flippy floppy shit, but he can also wrestle. He can definitely wrestle. He's strong. Yep. Uh, I think he can hold his own with anyone in the ring. Uh, Anyone in the world today, uh, Ricochet can hold his own with. It's huge that he's NXT. Yeah, they had a – that was a, a five-star, if you want to call it. That was a instant classic. That was a phenomenal match. And if you haven't watched it that, and you don't have time to watch the whole takeover, that's the match you need to watch. That was for sure match of the weekend, in my opinion. It was match of the weekend by far and match of the year so far. Uh, I haven't seen a match that good in quite a while. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Uh, next match was uh, Bianca Blair versus Shayna Baszler. Hard to follow. Um you know, Gargano, Ricochet, it's a tough spot for them. Uh, I did know Sam Sam Roberts on the pre-show talked about how Bianca Blair wasn't ready for this spot. And I know he was, like, doing a character, like, promo, basically. Uh, talking about how Blair wasn't ready. And he, he was in character when he was saying all this. But that's all I could think of when I watched the match, that she just wasn't ready. Shayna Baszler's awesome. She's great. But... Blair just doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of women's wrestling anyways, obviously. You've heard me ever talk about it. But <laughs> I do think Baszler is really talented, and and she brings a different aspect, like her, her like, you know, submission, kind of real real style to it, uh, catch wrestling, if you want to say. But I, I just wasn't into it because I, I don't think Blair should have been in that spot. Yeah, it's hard, man. Uh, first, it is very hard. You know, where you're placed on the card is a big deal because even sometimes where you're placed on the card can bury you instantly without you even doing anything, no matter how good you perform. Yeah, I mean, so we'll, I'm sure we'll talk match, about it, but, I mean, it happened to AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, who are two of the most popular wrestlers in WWE, but. It definitely did. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's just, it's really hard to follow a match of that caliber 
So do you think the booking of this match, and I agree what you say about the women's wrestling. Uh, I, I think both, both ladies are talented, um, but Bianca is not quite there. I, I can see her improving and getting better. Uh, I like the style, but do you, do you think they booked this match on the card, you know, as much as everybody's praising the women and, and all this new women's rumble and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, women are, can do this and that they, they place this match right after that, you know, it's, it's booked on the card here for a certain reason. You know why? Cause we all have to piss and drink beer. We need more beer after that first, that Gargano match. Well, yeah, here's, here's the problem. The only spot you can really put it in is after Ono and um, Riddle. Yep. If it would have followed the tag match, same thing because the tag match was incredible. But then it's it takes gonna, away from the title match. Event. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not going to main event. But if you put it below, if you put it after Ono Riddle, then you have the women's match. And then you have Ricochet Gargano. Then it's going to take away from Ciampa Black. And you don't want to take it away from the main event. So they're really not. I mean, it sucks that they're in that position, but there's really no other way you can do it. Yeah, I mean, it's the blow-off from the Ricochet match. Everybody takes a deep breath. They get back to their seat. Uh, they don't really lose as much excitement because we just went and bought a bunch of beers and hot dogs and pissed in the trough. And then then we come back and we get a title match. Um, so, yeah, it just – all this women's equality and everybody thinking it, you know, that they should be this and that. It's just the way it is. I mean, I get it's 2019 and women want to be equal, but, you know – they're, they want to be equal until it comes to when you the Titanic's sinking and you have to hold on to the raft and they get to sit on the whole goddamn raft. Yeah. So <laughs> Everyone's equal until you got to stand up to pee. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, Shayna Baszler's great, but I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Definitely yeah, the worst was... match on the card, but I think that was expected. I'm not going to lie. I went – I. During that match, I re-upped my beer, took a piss, and warmed up some leftovers and ate them. Yeah, that's what you do during women's matches. That's the standard ops. Yep. <laughs> so that brings us to the main event, Ciampa versus Black for the title. Ciampa won. I, th- I thought this match was really cool. It had gr- a great storytelling. Alistair Black did a phenomenal job of selling uh, to the point where he, I really, at one point, thought he hurt his leg, even though I know he's selling it so much that he's, it's obviously a work. But he did such a great job on it that it hadn't made me question it. It was great. I think it was Alistair Black's last match in NXT, to be honest. I think he's headed for the main roster. But um, I thought it was a fun match. Ciampa is awesome, in my opinion. His character, the dark side, he's in love with the belt. I love everything about Ciampa. Yeah, I like everything about both those guys. I'm a huge Alistair Black fan. He's probably my favorite wrestler in NXT. I've liked him since he debuted uh, i think he's awesome dude so, so before he was in wwe when he was tommy in yeah just doing like pwg and stuff i followed him on snapchat and he followed me back that's so, incredible best so we're basically best friends yeah best friends barbecues pay-per-views super bowls that's yeah that's when he shows up uh so your kids will play together um, oh yeah for sure yeah but I, I just really like him. I love his character. I, I like him on the mic. I, I just I like everything about him. Uh and I think he can I think he can excel on the on the main roster if they don't just bury him <laughs> instantly. I think he can work a lot of good programs on that roster if they give him the slot the time slot he needs. 
Yeah, we'll see how he fits in the main roster, but I just don't. Yeah. I just don't see it working out for him. But I wish him all the best. He's awesome. Well, the good news is WrestleMania might be forty-eight hours straight this year, so he's going to get a mat. <laughs> he's going to get a spot on the card. <laughs> I mean, he'll be in the battle royal at least. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Andre the Giant start a feud. Yeah, have him eliminate somebody. Blah blah blah. All right, there was but, a super long NXT review, but I mean, it was an incredible show. I thought we should break down every match. Uh, let's let's go ahead and give it a grade, a letter grade. Jamie's mom is a teacher. Jamie was basically a teacher his whole life. He taught everyone everything. So we'll do a letter grade for the show overall. Uh, I actually give this show. I gave it an A plus when we started, and I'm giving it an A plus again, even with the women's match. Uh, but I basically didn't even watch that, so it doesn't count. Yeah. So I give it I, an a, gonna... I give it an A plus plus. I think it was maybe the best takeover I've ever seen from beginning to end. So phenomenal show. Check it out if you haven't. There it is, our NXT takeover review. Okay, so now it's time to move on to the Royal Rumble on Sunday. We just did a phenomenal, amazing job breaking down all five NXT TakeOver matches in detail. Expert analysis. We are not going to do that for the Royal Rumble. No, because if we did, it would be a the podcast would take a week. Yeah. Because Royal Rumble was, I don't even know how long Royal Rumble was. It was close to seven hours, like six hours and 40-something minutes. I just know I could have opened two businesses in the time that Royal Rumble was was on. At least two businesses. It was the third longest show of all time. There's only two shows ever in the history of wrestling that were longer than that. And they're both WrestleMania the last two years probably, right? I think one was WrestleMania like 34 and one was another Royal Rumble. But recent, recent, recent. Um, Yeah, insane amount of time. Even if you have the best matches of all time, the whole show – it's hard to watch anything for seven hours. Yeah, it's who who has time for seven hours. Yeah, so we don't have time to talk about everything. We're just going to break down a little bit of what we got to see. I didn't pay attention to a lot until the the women's rumble. I didn't get a chance to see Ronda Sasha. I may go back and watch it because I actually heard it was a great match, but I know you you really liked it. Yeah, it was a good match, and I, I know that Ronda was excited to work with Sasha. Nice. Uh, what's that? Your fifteenth beer already? Yeah, I'm about to go drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know Ronda was excited to work with her, and Ronda hasn't exceptionally like she she hasn't been the best wrestler. Uh, she's getting better, I think. But working with Sasha, Sasha's phenomenal. I thought they put on a good show. Uh, I enjoyed the match. Yeah, I mean Sasha is. So good. I mean, I, I love Sasha Banks as a wrestler. And Ronda, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Ronda, but she gets a chance to practice her match for like a month, and then she goes to the pay-per-view and she puts on a good match because, I mean, that's how they're de- designing her. They're letting her go over it repeatedly for a month and then go out there and perform it, and she does great at that. Yeah, and it's, you know, they're putting her over. They're giving her a chance to succeed and – you know, they don't – she's – they're very protective. It just shows you how smart WWE is with certain characters because they're very protective of her. Uh, they don't want her to look bad on TV. Yeah, so other than that, we're not going to cover any other show. We're not going to cover, uh, you know, any of the other matches. But we are going to talk about the last four matches. So the the Women's Rumble, um, we both predicted that it 
Well, actually, one of my predictions is that the women's rumble would be a shit show, and one of Jamie's <laughs> predictions was that he'd take a shit during the women's rumble. So <laughs> both of those came true. I'm guessing. I don't know if he took a shit, but yeah, I dropped some mud during that rumble. All right, there you go. So both those predictions came true. It was a complete shit show. Um, we also bet on the number of botches. I, I predicted 18. You predicted 21. I actually wasn't paying full attention the whole time, but I counted 16 botches, which I guess is low. Yeah, it's it's low. Um, I counted 28, so I underpredicted. Yeah, I've heard 35. Matt Cole said 35. I've heard I've heard 110. I've heard 206. I've heard all numbers all over the place, but. Um, yeah, it was a shit show from the beginning. And so let's break this down in Scott Steiner math. What do you think the percentage was of botches to actual moves? Uh, like total moves to botches. Like I'm probably going to go if I were to do Scott Steiner math math, I'd probably say 33 and a third percent. Yeah, I would say it was 33 and a third percent should never happen again <laughs> they just i mean there's a lot of great women wrestlers in the world but there's not 30 and there's not 30 in wwe no most of these girls i mean it's just the way it is they're not taller than the top rope it's hard to get over the top rope it's just not logical it's just not good to do it makes like it's worse it makes them worse making these girls do it yeah when you i mean i don't know how many self-eliminations there were but it was oh my god dude that's (laughs) it drives me crazy when girls like jump to the second rope and then let someone throw them out yeah it just i don't know maybe we should we should do women's rumble with just two ropes yeah maybe we should just do a women's rumble in a in a tub of jello (laughs) <laughs> like they did in 1997 in the Attitude Era yeah. in pudding, and it was awesome. No, so. it's just terrible, but I mean, I will say this. It, it was completely awful, but when Becky Lynch came out, she is by far the most over person in that company right now. I think so, easily. I think people are – I think it's Becky Lynch and AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, Becky lost her – I mean, she didn't lose her shit, but – the crowd lost their shit when she came out. It was like, I'm not, I don't watch SmackDown every week, so I don't see it from week to week, but I was, I was really surprised at the reaction for Becky. It was insane. Yeah. She's, she's very over right now. I love Becky Lynch. She does a great job. I'm super happy. She played off the man gimmick. Uh, She's pulling that off really well. And it was a nice story and insult to Charlotte um, taking the Flair family and, and, running with it and pole vaulting it into a gimmick instead of just a storyline. I, I really like Becky Lynch a lot. I'm glad she's she's getting her time. I think she deserves it. Yeah, I think she's really cool. But, I mean, how fucking stupid is it to call yourself the man? If you it's, wanted to promote yourself as a strong, powerful woman, call yourself the woman. It's hilarious. Yeah, the woman. Yeah. Um, the woman. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's... I don't know, man. Uh, it's funny. I like the gimmick, but it is dumb, you know, that yeah, I mean, to, to, to me, it sometimes comes off as a corny Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I mean, it's uh, it's obviously working. I mean, people love her, and I think she's great. I think she's a good talent, so I'm happy for her. 
Yeah, I'm happy for her. Everybody likes her. Kids, adults, you know, everybody likes her. She, yeah, I'm happy for, for those her. of you who didn't see it, Lana was hurt. She got hurt on the pre-show, and she came out during her spot, took eight years, limp into the ring, and then Nia Jax attacked her, hit her ankle some more, and Becky Lynch basically came out and begged Fit Finley, which I, I guess Fit Finley's in charge of Rumbles. I don't know why she asked Fit Finley, but... She begged him to go into the ring, and then eventually he was like, all right, do it, and she was just all of a sudden in the rumble. So if you were doing a drawing, she didn't even have a number. I guess you give her Lana's number. I don't know, but she wins the rumble, and she's headed to WrestleMania. Yep. Uh, speaking of... <laughs> How loud was that train? Dude, I live next to the train, man. That's my life. I really don't even notice it anymore. I love it. I love that sound though. Like at night when you're sleeping, the train going by on the tracks. Dude, that's, I sleep awesome. through it now, which people think is crazy. I don't think it's crazy. You should sleep through it like a man. That's what a goddamn man does. Yeah, Jesus but, God. But speaking of man, what were you gonna say about Becky Lynch? Uh, I don't remember now. Yeah, who cares? It. Who cares? It's the women's <laughs> rumble. <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, going on. I know you just mentioned a drawing. Should we talk about that now? Are we going over? Yeah, let's let's do the men's rumble. So, um, every year for I'd say the past four or five years, I've done a drawing where I get as many people as I can. We draw n- numbers out of a hat. Whatever number you get, um, whoever comes out at that number is your wrestler. If your wrestler wins, you win the whole pot. So it's just another way to make the rumble fun to watch. This year, our buddy Ben won it. Who, by the way. Talking about Ben. <laughs> a guy who gambled away his family this past weekend. Yeah, because, by the way, he said that Kenny Omega would be in the Rumble. He made that bet. He bet his son's name that Kenny Omega would be in the Rumble. But Ben also today talked about how I wasn't athletic because I was making fun of his three-year-old son because that's what I like to do. I think he's three. I don't even know. But Yeah, who gives a shit how old it is? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. But he was talking about how I'm not athletic. I don't think he understands how, number one, we had our own wrestling company. I was one of the top wrestlers in the business. Yeah, and the, not only that, the most athletic commissioner of all time. Yeah, the most athletic commissioner. I had a 34-inch neck when I was younger. Which Ben never has had a 34-inch neck. No. God knows. He probably can't even find a necktie that fits. Yeah, he's, yeah everything is too big for him. Yeah. Uh, he's got to wear bow ties. <laughs> shoes shoelaces around his neck look huge yeah i would i would hate for ben to see me on a basketball court on a tennis court on a racquetball court oh god yeah it's not racquetball he wouldn't even stand a chance yeah dude. you would hit it oh it'd be embarrassing well, he, I, honestly i think he'd tear both acls yeah ben does that crossfit so he would literally tear both acls yeah because that's what he likes to do he does that crossfit i lift weights like arnold yeah. hogan yeah, would you rather do a CrossFit like a pussy, or would you rather stack plates? Yeah, yeah, he does CrossFit and tears ACLs. I stack plates and fuck pussy. Bottom line. Yeah. So Ben has running shoes. Ooh, wow. Um, great. Yeah. Anyways, we waste a lot of time, but Ben won. Congratulations, Ben. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Seth Rollins wins the men's rumble. Um. I called it. Yeah, we both called it. Um. It was the most predictable. That's the thing. Like, I didn't think the Rumble was bad, but I also didn't think it was great. It just, 
insanely every spot was insanely predictable i mean i yeah. know i'm really smart and i have a brain for the business but i think even to anyone it was insanely predictable every spot yep every spot was predictable we knew what was going to happen um my favorite highlight of the rumble was jeff jarrett coming in uh and elias which which by just... the way let me just mention that we drew numbers everyone got two numbers Jamie's numbers were Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. <laughs> the two guys that are hilarious and for sure not going to win. <laughs> yeah, they were both out two minutes into the Rumble. Yeah. I'm a huge Jarrett fan. I pop for Jarrett. So I was happy that they gave Elias number one spot. Um, I'm a big Elias guy. So I walk with Elias. And I'm glad that, that Jarrett showed up. But other than that, it was just, you know, whatever, dude. It was fine. Um, I wasn't surprised at all at anything. Uh, the Nia Jax thing was horrible. Oh, my God. You want to talk about yeah. me just being like, what the fuck is going on? Why was she? Look, you have a women's rumble now. Why yeah. was she in the men's rumble? It didn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I think, what are they going to do? Make her fight Randy Orton at SummerSlam? I don't know. I, I think mean, at WrestleMania? I think they're going to have her beat Dean Ambrose clean because he's leaving. Yeah, or maybe... I don't know. Maybe our truth will beat Dean Ambrose clean. Yeah, well, our truth is beating everybody clean now. So, yeah, he's best wrestler in the world. Yeah, he beats five people all night. <laughs> but I just don't. I don't understand what was going on the whole time. I was just like, "Is this really happening?" I. She took three finishers and didn't fall down. Yeah, I know. I don't even know. I mean, she's. They just made her into like God. I don't know. Maybe she asked Fit Finley. I don't know. Maybe Fit Finley just said, yeah, he doesn't care anymore. Better have asked Fit Finley. I know that. Yeah, all you have to do now, I'm going to, I'll ask, I know Fit Finley, I'll ask him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. I would just give it a, eh. Yeah, it was whatever. It was your average run of the mill rumble. Yeah. No, no real big surprises outside of Jarrett and, that was that. So yeah, it was what it was. Uh, a lot of NXT guys were in it. Um, Alistair Black, who, like I said, I think he's on the main roster. He had a lot of good spots in it. Yeah, it was. was... It, it just was what it was. But um, so the two championship matches, AJ Bryan, I thought was an okay match. But um, you know, Becky had just won the Rumble, and the crowd was really deflated. Took away from the match. It was decent, but it's not anything we haven't seen before. And then Brock and uh, Finn was – it went longer than I expected. Brock won as expected. But, again, pretty good Pretty good overall. Yeah. I like the Brock-Finn match. And I'm, I am a Brock fan. I, I do get a little bored with the character these days, not being around. I mean, the title doesn't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. But I, he always – comes up big in these matches he always puts it on the line especially with these smaller guys they bring the best out of him and that shows a lot about Finn Balor too so it was a great match I liked it uh AJ Brian just like you said it was just whatever it was a smackdown main event yeah Bottom by the way the finish was awful <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with and I hope Harper doesn't join because Harper's super talented whatever they're doing with Rowan and this freaking vegan thing is going to be terrible. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't understand. I, why the fuck is, why are they doing vegan? I don't know. The bludgeon brothers were awesome. Yeah. 
they were yeah, awesome. A month they ago, he was a legend, brother, and now he's a vegan warrior. Yeah, now he's a vegan warrior. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but as Matt Cole would say, let's see where it goes. Um, yeah, positive Pat. <laughs> so, real quick before we wrap up Rumble, I just want to – we each had three predictions. I want to go over those real quick. Jamie's three predictions. Finn will not win. Correct. Sheldon Benjamin will be in the Royal Rumble. Correct. Yeah. Taking a shit during the Women's Rumble. No proof, but he says it was correct. Yep, I did drop some mud during the Women's Rumble. Boom. So Jamie was three for three. Buck, Seth Rollins will win the Royal Rumble. Correct. Women's Rumble will be a complete shit show. Correct. Brock will have a good match against a smaller guy. Correct. So, as always, me and Jamie 100% right on all our predictions. Yep, and... You're welcome, Google. Yep, boom. There it is. The best damn Royal Rumble uh, review this side of uh, whatever. The moon? <laughs> I don't know. Are we on the side of the moon? We're, no. <laughs> uh, we're on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Right now, yeah. <laughs> so what everyone just heard was actually our first ever sponsorship, first ever ad advertisement that the Mega Power Hour podcast has ever gotten. And um, we're just rolling in dough now. You know, if, last week, if we would have had that, we've been, you know, I would have had so much money over this last week. But we're starting it this week, and now we're going to be rolling in the dough. Yeah, that is, you did just hear our very first ever ad immediately after the show last week. Uh, after it went live, uh, Buck and I got a couple phone calls. Um, we got to choose what ad we wanted to do. And, and we chose this, you know, the app that we use because they've been a big supporter of us. So Mega Power Hour 2.0, I uh, told you last week, and if you didn't believe me, you can hang up your, your podcast right now, uh, that we are twice as famous. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you didn't believe we were going places, you can get in the damn bed. Yeah, and actually, probably time for half of you to get in bed anyways. Yeah, so there right you now. go. There you and go. Now, we, are, we are now doing advertisements. We're now twice as famous we're now twice as rich we have more money than anyone listening to this podcast yeah which is i mean you guys should be embarrassed at your bankroll yeah compared to ours yeah and if you ever get in any trouble give us a call so we can hang up the phone yeah and we can uh you know buy your business and fire you and run it better than you yep, buy your families and kick them out <laughs> all right well enough about how much money we have um, we're going to talk about some news that broke over the weekend, over the last couple of days. First story, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey is likely done with <laughs> WWE after WrestleMania. She's enjoyed her run, but it's her wish at this time to start a family and spend more time at home on her farm with her husband, maybe have some kids. Likely she'll leave at WrestleMania being her last full-time show, putting Becky Lynch over. She can still appear every once in a while in an Undertaker-John Cena-type role. She's on good terms with the company. She still has a contract, but it doesn't look like she will be working full-time after WrestleMania. Likewise, Dean Ambrose also appears to be done after WrestleMania. First reported by Wade Keller, Ambrose was creatively frustrated for a while and turned down a new contract and said he will be done when this contract's over at WrestleMania. He does not want to negotiate. It's not about money. He's just creatively frustrated. WWE has confirmed that story by tweeting out, that they are no longer going to be with Dean Ambrose after WrestleMania. 
April is, of course, a long way away. This can change, but what are your thoughts, Jamie? Um, Rousey, it's fine. I mean, I can't imagine what her and Matt Brown's baby's going to look like. Uh, what do you think Travis, UFC Travis fighter? Brown. Or, yeah, Travis Brown. Matt uh, Brown, though, to be fair, is also a UFC fighter. Yeah, he is. All the Browns, I don't know which fucking Brown it is. But um, I, I just can't. What do you think UFC fighter sex is like? What do you think they fucking... Oh, God, it's got to be so athletic and gross. Yeah, it's got to be like more athletic than Ben. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she wants to have a family. That's fine. Uh, they've built her up in a way that they can use her to put over Becky Lynch uh, and shoot her to the moon. And I think that's a good idea. Uh, if she goes out on her back, I respect that. Uh, and her popping up now and then to have, you know, she's always going to be a top draw <laughs> in the business. So did you just have an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> I coughed and burped at the same time. God, I might even know that. Was, I've never even heard of that. It sounded we, like I an guess abortion. We call it an abortion. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever. I mean, take, I can take Ronda or leave her. She's a top draw. She'll be around uh, here and there. But good for her. If she has the time to start a family and do all that shit, I guess go do it. As far as Dean goes, I was a big Dean Ambrose fan when the shield broke up a lot of people compared him to Piper I actually thought his in-ring psychology reminded me a lot of uh Terry Funk the way he threw punches and the way he acted and like you know you would hit Terry Funk and he would turn around and start boxing the air and wander around and be clueless and he would he was great at theatrics and I thought Dean Ambrose could do that uh this lunatic fringe I don't his move set, the stupid clothesline off the rope, the middle rope, that shit was fucking stupid. Uh, his, I don't know. I, I just don't think they they ran with him the right way. And then he disappeared and he came back. Like he worked out a lot when he, because he was training with you. So I, I, it's time for him to go. I mean, he'll. I think he would fit in well in Japan. I don't know where he'll go. I, I don't know if it's going to be an AEW thing. I don't know if he's going to take time off. I'm sure he has plenty of money. Um, but I think Japan would eat him up if he brings that lunatic fringe kind of crazy gimmick over there. So, yeah, I just, as far as Rousey goes, she's always going to be a part of WWE and she loves it and she's a huge fan. And I think she's a big part of the Fox deal. So especially when they premiere on Fox, she'll be around, but look it's not our place if someone wants to start a family let them start a family that's her choice she wants to have a kid let her go have a kid i don't know all the ins and outs of it but it is what it is i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of ronda rousey i don't like someone who's practices their matches eight thousand times and then goes out there and does everything step by step her promos are terrible in my opinion i'm not a huge fan but she's obviously good for wwe so it is what it yeah. is, in my opinion. So let her do her thing. Um, as far as Dean Ambrose goes, if anyone gets it, I get it. I mean, I'm not – if you know me, you know I'm not a huge fan of WWE right now. I hate the scripted promos. I hate the non-creativity, everything that Dean Ambrose hates. So I understand it. He wants to go. I think he he left in the right way where he can come back. Um. He he didn't ask for a release. He just waited until his contract was up, and he just was like, hey, look, it is what it is. I don't want to renew. So, 
you know, good for him. He's going to have options. He can go anywhere he wants. He can take time off if he wants. He can do whatever he wants. I know he's really good friends with Chris Jericho. He's supposedly good friends with Cody. So if he wants to go to AEW, obviously they're going to have him. And he can do whatever he wants there. He can be as creative as he wants there. So, you know, it's it's up in the air. But I, do, I will just say this about Ambrose that a lot of people aren't talking about right now. April is a long way away. We've seen it before. Bret Hart was going to go with the WCW, changed his mind, signed a long-term deal with WWE, changed his mind again. You saw how that worked out. It's a screw job. <laughs> in, in a <laughs> yeah. three-month period, Vince can change his mind. Vince can make an offer. Ambrose can change his mind. Ambrose can accept an offer. We don't know where it's going to go, but as of right now, I wish Ambrose the best in whatever he does. I, he's super talented. Uh, he's great. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that he's he, – Started off doing death matches and crazy shit, and yeah, nobody even knows. CZW, we don't know. Oh, yeah, he could. Maybe him and maybe Luke Harper will go back there. I, I don't know. Wherever he goes, I hope Luke Harper goes too. Because if they make Luke Harper, Luke Harper's the most talented big man in the WWF. E, I guess. And if they make him into a vegan, I'm gonna I'll murder somebody. <laughs> All right, so there you go. We wish them both the best. Okay, so next story we want to talk about. The government shutdown, which I think most of you are familiar with, has caused New Japan Pro Wrestling to not get work visas for their Japanese talent, changing the cards for their three new beginning shows in the United States. Any Japanese wrestlers will not be featured on the show. Big misses will be Goto, who's supposed to face Jeff Cobb, and Ishii and Nagata were supposed to have a match. All three of those guys were not able to appear. They had to change the card around. It's basically a glorified Ring of Honor card now. Um, Charlotte's still going to get Juice Robinson, U.S. title match against Trent Beretta. Speaking of Trent Beretta, he apparently backed out of a verbal agreement that he had with New Japan to, re- to sign for a year and has looked to be headed to AEW with his best friend, Chucky e. T. New Japan, not happy about this at all. A verbal agreement means a lot to, to New Japan. So the fact that he backed out of the deal was taken very bad. Um, your thoughts on all that? Yeah. Um, it it sucks that it, the government shutdown is impeding wrestling because I, I just don't – I usually just don't even pay attention to that because it's mostly lunacy, and now it's fucking up the shit that I actually like. Yeah. For uh, those of you who don't know, I work for the government, and I wasn't getting paid during the shutdown. And this was the worst thing about the shutdown to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's way worse because wrestling fans, that getting to see some of these guys, Ishii and some of these guys, that it's a once-in-a-lifetime chance. You know, they're not they're not over here wrestling all the time. Um, and, and for them to come to where they were going, that good wrestling territories, good wrestling fans, um, generational fans, uh, it's a shame that it got in the way, got in the way. Uh, and it's almost embarrassing. Uh, this It's just embarrassing. Yeah, without getting too political, I mean, the, shut, the everything involved with the shutdown is terrible and ridiculous and unnecessary and uh, retarded, if you can use that word in 2019. Um, you can. I actually went back to saying retard because I called someone a special needs person a while back and somebody screamed at me for saying special needs that I, I don't even know what you call retarded people anymore. Do you call them special needs? You can't call them handicapped. 
So you're not even allowed to call him anything. You just, I guess you just got to say that human being. Uh, okay, well, it's very that human being of the government to do this. Yeah, it is very that human being. <laughs> but it's the whole thing's ridiculous. But the fact that it's affecting wrestling, we have friends who are going to the Charlotte show. It sucks because you're expecting to see these guys and you don't get to see them. It's a real bummer that all this, but hopefully it all get worked out for future shows. Hopefully it doesn't affect the U.S. market too bad with New Japan. But Trent Barretta thing, I understand where Barretta's coming from. I think he looks at AEW as a bit, you know, they're getting a lot of, they're huge right now already. So yeah. great opportunity. And maybe at the time that he verbally agreed to New Japan, you know, that wasn't an option and things change. And I think when you're dealing with stuff in the United States, a verbal agreement isn't always, you know, something you have to stick by. So, um, in Japanese culture, Jamie, you're an expert of uh, Japanese culture, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I speak the language, studied it. I, it's There's a lot of honor uh, in your word, and, and honor, it is Japanese culture. So when you, maybe he just doesn't understand that, or I, I don't know, but when you make a verbal agreement or a promise to them, uh, that is that is a signed contract. It's as important as a signed contract. It's, it's your word is all you have. You need to live honorably. So I don't know if new Japan might be upset. I hope it doesn't sour a little bit of the relationship with AEW or anything like that. If they do go there. Um, but I mean, he's basically probably going to have to seppuku uh, to regain his honor in Japan. Uh, he's, he's a Ronin right now. He's with these, he's a rogue samurai away from his master. Uh, I, I just don't – I respect Japanese honor and culture, and he probably should have handled that, that better. Well, especially I know when they you've dealt – Six months in advance. <laughs> in your businesses, you've dealt with a lot of Japanese culture, so you know not to go back on a verbal agreement. Yeah, you know not to go back. A handshake or – a handshake, a promise, it's the, it's the same thing as a contract. I actually don't even really do contracts because I'm so honorable. Uh, you I, just work I, off handshakes. Yeah, I work off handshakes, and I've had to let people go because of it. You know. Yeah, and, and it is the way it is. Look, I've met Trent Breda multiple times. We're basically friends. He's a he's a super cool dude. I don't think he had evil intentions in this or bad intentions in this. He's just changed his mind, and I mean that's fair. And but it's also fair for New Japan to get upset about it. So, you know, it is. It's. It's it's just the you know the train's pulling in both directions. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's just the way it is. Hopefully, uh, he can regain his honor. Yeah. Um, and Gato, uh, you know, had big plans for him, and he's somebody. He's he's a booker for New Japan, and he books a year ahead. That's what they say. So it sucks for him, and it sucks for New Japan. But you know, Trent Red at the end of the day has to do what's best for him. So it is. It's one of those things. I've said it a hundred times tonight. I feel like, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is. And if he has to seppuku to regain his honor, fall upon his own sword and, and die honorable, then, then he'll do it. Yeah, if you got to set a coup, him. you got to set a coup. <laughs> okay, so next news story. WWE has some new agents. For those of you who aren't as smart as me and Jamie, agents are producers or workers in the back who help guys with their matches, help with the creative, <laughs> help in all those aspects. 
Um, this week it was reported that Abyss and Sanjay Dutt have left Impact Wrestling. They were both huge parts of Impact Wrestling to become agents for WWE. They're friends with Jeremy Barash, who's been working with NXT for a while. Also, Jeff Jarrett and Shane Helms have been um, hired as agents. So Abyss and Sanjay Dutt were also writers for Impact Wrestling. So those roles are going to need to be filled, and they will be filled by Tommy Dreamer and Conan, who will be new writers for Impact. Jamie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. So your thoughts on how this affects WWE with the new agents and how this affects Impact with the new writing staff? Um, Tommy Dreamer has a great mind. We'll talk about Impact first. Tommy Dreamer has a great mind. I respect him. If he's writing, I'll pay attention. I, I, nice. I'll at least... I'll at least pay attention to what Tommy Dreamer does. Conan is known as a piece of shit in the wrestling world. So I I assume he no call no shows and then he owes people money and then doesn't show up again and then he he you know, he fades away. But yeah, I, I respect All I see Dreamer. Conan is doing is saying that everyone should come out and say that they're serious like a late period. <laughs> a rebuild a lasse or whatever. I don't know, fucking whatever. <laughs> Conan fucking moon, moon Max Moondog. I don't know what the fuck he is, but uh, who cares about Conan? Um, and as far as the way it affects WWE, first of all, it was a bummer. I knew the news had. I knew they signed Abyss. I really w- would have liked to seen him do a spot in the Rumble. I just thought it would have been cool. I would have popped hard. I've been a big Abyss fan. Um, I've all, always liked him and TNA. Uh, he had some great things with Sting. He had some great matches. I wish I could have seen. An abyss taker apparently turned down a couple WWE contracts uh, in the 2000s, but yeah, I'm not not familiar with WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's the it's the stuttering version of WWE. Almost, I almost did it again right there. I like Abyss. I'm glad Jarrett's in there, Helms. These guys, they're wrestling guys. Uh, they can they can book matches. Uh, Abyss can write well. I think it's going to benefit the younger talent. Uh, Jarrett, you know, people either love or hate Jarrett. I'm a Jarrett Mark. He knows a lot about the business. He knows a lot about all his gimmicks have always been over. Love him or hate him, he's always been over in the ring. He's a good technical wrestler. I think it's a good move for NXT. Yeah, I agree. I think um, especially Sanjay Dutt, like if you don't know Sanjay Dutt, he was a wrestler, but he also did a lot of stuff backstage for Impact. He was a writer. He was a producer. He helped talent. He helped time the shows. He's He knows his stuff when it comes to the business. He's worked with Jeff Jarrett forever. Um, he's incredibly uh, talented in the wrestling business. So I think he's a big hire. Abyss, also a very smart guy. Jeff Jarrett, obviously, I mean, been in the wrestling business his whole life, very knowledgeable. Shane Helms, um, Hurricane, you know, he's, some people say he's great. I don't know who says that, but that's what they say. <laughs> He'll be, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it's great. I think WWE is putting, in my opinion, uh, these are Triple H's people, and Triple H is putting the right people in the right places, in my opinion. He always yep. has, so. Great hires. As far as Impact goes, Tommy Dreamer's great. He'll be fine. Jimmy Jacobs is kind of the head writer of Impact. I think he'll be fine. 
Conan is Conan. Like I said, you know, obviously me and Jamie's opinion of Conan is not great. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, it is what it is. Impact is, you know, I think we talked about Impact last week, but, you know, they can only go so far. So, yeah, they're, they're hitting their head on the ceiling and it's only a matter of time. I hope WWE buys them just because they get their library. And there's a lot of great matches those first four or five years. Plus, it's the end of Savage's career. Uh, Savage is there. Scott Steiner does some hilarious shit in Impact. Uh, it, Impact's incredible. The first four or five years was incredible. It was a lot of terrible wrestling from NWO guys, too. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the important guys from those first four or five years are working for WWE now, so. Yep. You know, it's a great hire. Um, if you're interested in backstage stuff, that's kind of a cool story, so there you go. So just real quick um, to finish up, two stories we're going to lump together. Just call this a rapid-fire news segment real quick. Kenta today, or maybe yesterday, asked for his release from WWE, and it was granted to him. Don't know the specifics of it, but probably, uh, of course, the 90-day no-compete clause, and then he's more than likely headed to Japan to work for Pro Wrestling Noah. All that is up in the air, but Kenta is done uh, with WWE, what was his name? Hideo Tommy. I haven't seen him wrestle so long. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it was Hideo Tommy. He, I mean, he had a tough draw. He got injured. He got a push to the main roster. They tried to push him. He got injured again. I just think he served his purpose, and that was the only reason he was there in the first place was WWE launching the network in Japan, uh, trying to get relations and bringing talent over. Uh, so that, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was about it. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen him wrestling forever. Either. He hasn't been around. He's just, he's just been hurt. And yeah, he's been 205 know. live for a while, but I don't watch 205 live. So, uh, you know, what, what's the saying? It is what it is. It is what it is. Kenta, <laughs> he was, he was super popular when he was in pro wrestling Noah. So I think when he goes back to Japan, he'll be fine. And it, it's probably, yeah. it's probably best for both parties. It is best for both parties. He can, he can do what he wants there. He can do his, you know, hard style stuff. And he started off with a bang. It was nice to see him in NXT. He had some good injuries, just piled up, and they it just didn't mesh. Some guys just aren't TV guys either. I don't know if he's a TV guy. Uh, even if, as much as we shit on WWE, it's doing TVs is hard. Uh, when you're doing TV every week, like a lot of these, uh, no one else does TV every week. So uh, live TV. So I, I just don't think he's a TV guy. Yeah. Wrestling and being in WWE is two different things completely. Yeah. Oh. I wish him the best. Also this week, AEW has a new signing. All the wrestling has signed Jake Perry, AKA jungle boy. He is the yep. son of a 90210 star Luke Perry. He's the newest signing. He's not huge on the indie scene yet, but he has uh, just made a couple appearances on PWG shows. He kind of has a little cult following. Um, it's hilarious that he's Luke Perry's son and he signed AEW. Jamie, your thoughts? Well, Luke Perry, good friend of mine. Uh, great actor. Yeah. Eight, uh, Lane Frost seconds. in eight seconds. Yeah. Uh, eight seconds is a phenomenal movie. If you haven't watched it, you're an idiot. Uh, it's yeah, a movie ben, about the ben story of Lane Frost. Do what? Ben watched eight seconds and fell asleep. 
<laughs> wow. Way to go, Ben. Story of his life, sleeping through success. Yeah. Um, he also was in a show called Jericho, which was a post-apocalyptic. I liked it. He was in the show with, uh, I think, What's His Ass from uh, uh, Family Matters or, I don't know, one of those uh, – one of those TV shows back in the day. Yeah, he did a show with uh, Urkel. Yeah. No, it wasn't Urkel. It was... Uh, no, he Eddie. did... Uh, well, first of all, he did Beverly Hills 90210, which was incredible. I'm not afraid to say it. That show was amazing. He, yeah, I mean, a lot, of, uh, a lot of drama, a lot of scandals, a lot of crazy stuff. I'm more of a Dawson's Creek guy, but that's another podcast. Yeah. We should do a Dawson's Creek podcast. But no, I'm definitely more of a Beverly Hills 90210 guy. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, what's his kid's name? Superboy, Shark Boy, Jungle Steve. Boy. He has super super long ass hair. Wears like a little loincloth. Yeah, I've I've seen him. I yeah, I hope he, I, I hope the best for him. Uh, like I said, I know Luke pretty well, so I I wish his son the best. And yeah, and I think. Uh, you know, AEW has had some huge signings. Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, obviously, Cody, all these great guys. You know, they need to round out talent. There's got to be new guys. There's got to be new talent that is going to blossom. Younger guys, um, fresh guys, you know, maybe guys who can yeah. lose a couple matches. So, Well, and, and Jungle Boy's a perfect first hour Nitro guy. That's exactly. what I call it. Yeah, so. so. And also the buzz with the Luke Perry connection and the Hollywood connection, you know, that's also good for business, so. Okay, so there you go. That's it. Um, actually, a pretty big news weekend. Um, we were able to get through everything in a timely manner. We're professionals, obviously. And uh, that's it. So, um, yeah, Roadkill update real, di- real quick. You know, a lot of people talked about Roadkill in our first episode. People want to know what he's up to. You, you are obviously closer to him than I am. So what's where's the Roadkill update? Uh, I actually, he, I'm glad you asked that. I, I didn't even think we were going to talk about him, but he, um, he did reach out again. He's going to be in town in Denver, uh, Saturday, February 23rd. There's a, a little promotion show that happens here in Denver. It's called Lucha Libre laughs and they do it's professional wrestling and stand up comedy. It's absolutely hysterical. It's rated R, but it's good wrestling too. Um, it is announced live over a microphone. They make fun of the wrestlers sometimes, like, but also the wrestlers are very good. Um, it's ran by a guy who came from WWF long, long time ago. And Vince Russo actually used to write uh, for this promotion, which is why it's probably theater in Denver where 40 people show up. But uh, Roadkill said he's going to be there. I'm going to meet up with him. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going on. Joey Ryan's going to be there. Uh, he's coming through town. So I'm excited to see Joey again. Uh, I will probably make sure his shirts are still 100% cotton for sauce. So uh, Joe Nathan, suited is, can can keep buying his gear. Uh, he's happy right now. Roadkill's real happy. He's best shape of his life. He's been in the ring. Said he's been hitting the ropes pretty hard. He's ready to ready to get some work in. And I think he's he's showing up to obviously sign autographs. Uh, they'll be, I'm sure the line will be around the block. I couldn't imagine. Uh, I'll probably just I won't bother him until after the show. We'll do. No, you don't want we'll, that. I'd say we'll hit the clubs. Probably go to Dandy Dan's and La Boheme, and we'll probably be out till six, seven, eight in the morning. But um, 
that'll be that'll be later. Um, and I can fill you in on he's got some big plans. He said he's got some things to talk about. He wants to come on the show. Yeah, we want uh, to have, we to... want to have him on the show as soon as possible for sure. He's uh he's a big draw. Yeah, he says he has a huge announcement to make, and he wants to he wants to make it on our podcast. So that's we couldn't be more blessed. Yeah, that's huge, and that's why we have the sponsorships that we do, I guess. But um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Joey Ryan's on the show. Any show with Joey Ryan or any SCU, any of these guys, I think if you're around or close, something you want to attend. You know, I think the Young Bucks and Cody are going to be making appearances at these shows and uh, kind of keeping their names out there, doing little spots, and it's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. So any any indie show like that, if you live in Atlanta, if there's a show on February 1st, come hell or high water, that I'm pretty sure they're all going to be at. So you definitely want to attend that. Um, Andy Ball can't, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah. He sucks, but um, yeah. So, uh, keep listening. We appreciate all the love from the first week. Um, people are gr- glad that we're back. Um, twice, twice, twice as famous. I mean, yeah, we were just asked to. You know, we're obviously we're going to podcast live from Double or Nothing, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Right we here. forgot to mention that. So we 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 talked to Conrad this week. Um, we're going to book our tickets to Vegas. We're probably going to be at Starcast. So, um, you know, if you're going to be in Vegas, let us know. Uh, Jamie's going to be there. Roadkill may be there. But uh, if, if Roadkill's there, we're going to definitely be hitting the best strip clubs. Oh, yeah, he knows. Uh, strip clubs and diners. That's about it, you know. <laughs> strip clubs and diners. Yeah, that's uh, that's Roadkill and a and, uh, – handful right there that's that's what we're gonna do um i'm excited uh for what's happening as well i mean we could have some other guests coming on soon uh lots going on we're both busy and making time for this too so it's it's important we we're gonna be so successful it's amazing i mean that's probably gonna be the number one podcast in the world so yeah it's pretty crazy how successful we are after just one week so we already have a you know, we got a sponsor. We're we're making moves, man. We're in different countries. I've been talking to some Japanese people, and shit's been crazy <laughs> this week. So, you know, we, yeah. we appreciate all the support. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, help us put the word out. Eventually, Jamie's gonna make a Facebook page. It'll probably be years from now, but one day we'll see it. Uh, uh, I'm actually on it. On what are you doing right now? Why? Because it made all these sounds like you were crumpling up paper. No, uh, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> we're on YouTube. Uh, we're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere. So help us spread the word. Help us get some listens. It only puts money in our pockets. Obviously, we don't need more money, but we'll take it. Yeah. I mean, if anything, we might use it to buy you beers at shows because we can afford to do that and you can't. Um, big. We might have a big announcement, maybe a merchandise announcement coming soon. Uh, just tune in to listen for that. Yeah, so with that, episode two in the books. Thanks for listening. Help spread the word. We'll see you next week. See you later. <laughs>